Hi everyone and welcome to the 76th episode of our SAP Integration and Extension Talk. My name is Hannah Salamon, I'm the host of this podcast and I'm a Senior Product Communication Specialist for SAP Business Technology Platform. The topic of this month is how SAP helps to provide a platform for aid requests during COVID-19 times in the cultural sector that is running on SAP BTP. Therefore, I will have a talk with Michael Köhler, who is a principal technical consultant at SAP Consulting in Dresden, Germany. In his more than 13 years of experience in SAP technologies, he acted in different roles, reaching from implementation to solution architecture and project management. With his experience and dedication, he helps our customers to be successful with our software products. In this interview, we will deep dive into the possibilities, how SAP BTP can drive digitalization and e-governance in the public sector. So stay tuned for this important topic, especially during these difficult pandemic times. But first of all, let me give you a quick recap of what's new. We are excited to share that the next SAP TechEd will be back again next month. It is the virtual event for developers, IT professionals and interested technical audiences in general. It will take place between November 16 and 18. This year's team is the Intelligent Enterprise, including SAP BTP, S4HANA and the Intelligent Suite. As last year, it is completely free and virtual and a mix of live, simulife and on-demand content with hands-on workshops. You should not miss it out if you want over 48 hours non-stop tech-related content. You can find our SAP integration and extension suite highlights within the application development and integration track. It consists of five subtracks that cover different topics. Focus areas are integrations and extensions, multi-cloud, low-code and no-code development, pro-code development, foundation topics, security, user experience, workflow and process transformation, DevOps, open source and API management. There are a lot of great sessions. I can't cover them all, but I have picked out three highlight sessions for you. The first one is a session that will be around the application plane. You will learn how to accelerate your application development by leveraging SAP AppGyver's no-code capabilities, as well as the newest low-code enhancements of SAP Business Application Studio. The second one will be about how to achieve hyper-automation in your business, and we will deep dive into the SAP Process Automation Solution. This is a new citizen automation offering available for customers in the first quarter of 2022. And last but not least, you can get the big picture of SAP Integration Suite. In this lecture, you will learn more about the key scenarios, capabilities and benefits of this product. We will also cover the roadmap for SAP Integration Suite and SAP Process Orchestration. Are you now curious to be part of SAP TechEd? 
you can register yourself on the event page to get your free access and hear from SAP experts, customers and partners on tech best practices and sharpen your skills. Explore the program and use the Agenda Builder to create your own event experience. So don't miss out this year's SAP TechEd. It will be amazing again. But now let's move on to the next topic. Last month, SAP introduced the latest innovation in its fast-growing sustainability management product portfolio called SAP Product Footprint Management. This cloud application is running on SAP Business Technology Platform and enables calculation of product footprints periodically and at scale across the entire product lifecycle. And another great announcement is that pay-as-you-go with free tier services for SAP BTP for partners is now available. The new licensing option makes it easier for customers and partners to get started with SAP BTP. Partners can leverage free and low-priced test, demo and development licensing services with no upfront financial commitment for commercial development for customers. And as always, you can find all links to detailed information for each topic of this What's New section, registration links and more in the podcast show notes. If you want to get all other news, please subscribe to our monthly newsletter and follow us on social media to always stay up to date. And just talking about the newsletter. Have you already noticed the new section which we have added to our newsletter called Product Roadmap Updates? We will show you highlights of the SAP Integration and Extension Suite roadmaps and innovations we deliver. In this category, you can check out the Roadmap Explorer as well as some blog posts to get the latest product updates. And now let's start with the SAP Integration and Extension Talk. I'm happy to introduce my interview guest today. Enjoy listening. Hi, Michael. It's a pleasure to have you on our podcast today. Can you please introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them more about your role at SAP and your background? Yes, of course. Thanks, Hannah, for having me. Michael Köhler is my name, and um, I'm working as an architect in um, SAP Consulting in Germany. So I'm a technical consultant, and I have um, more than 13 years of um, experience in the SAP technology stack after I finished my uh, study of business informatics. And since round about 2018, I'm actively guiding our customers on the journey to the cloud. So now we know a lot about your professional career, but how does it look like in your private life? Would you like to tell us something about yourself? Yes, of course, if you like. Um, I do like climbing and running and all kinds of being active outdoors, basically. So I'm very active. And um, of course, I also am a family guy. I have a happy wife and two kids. So that's a very great and interesting background. Thanks for the information. And so let's jump into the topic of today. So what topic did you bring in with you? I do have a very interesting topic today for our community. Um, it's 
especially interesting because we put the business technology platform uh, to use and it's exemplary for how digitalization and e-governance can um, yeah, benefit from a business technology platform um, in the public sector. And um, in a nutshell, uh, what it is about, um, it's about the COVID-19 related uh, financial aid programs in Germany, um, which I want to um, share some information about. I use an example, the um, cultural fund of the federal government in Germany um, to explain a bit more of what we did. And after all, I'm also proud of sharing that because um, even for us, technical expert, it's uh, a good feeling to actually uh, do something meaningful and uh, support resolving big challenges in our society, especially during the pandemic. This is a very important topic, especially during this hard pandemic times. What is special to the challenges in the public sector these days? Well, um, the government um, and the responsible authorities um, do have the requirement uh, during the pandemics um, yeah, to take control or to keep control and um, to get help to those people who actually need it. So in the economy, we have a lot of um, uh, smaller and bigger firms that run into trouble um, due to the lockdowns mainly. And um, the government decided to um, set up eight programs to get those people to help. And besides being very quick, pragmatic and generous, um, the government, of course, also has the requirement to prevent fraud and to take measures into consideration that um, the money really gets there where it's supposed to go. And um, the challenge with these requirements um, got obvious. Um, during the pandemic. Not sure if this is also in other countries, but I can just talk about Germany in this case. And we saw that especially the non-digital processes that are widely used in our public sector um, got or hit limits at this point. So especially it became obvious uh, when it came down to tracking contracts between potentially infected people. And a second point that makes up a challenge is that the decision-making process is typically slow in our federal organized state where each local government and each authority is to be involved uh, to um, get such a process um, uh, up and running. So how could SAP help in this situation? This seems to be very challenging and complex. Yes, it definitely is complex and SAP has stepped up in many such situations where quick and reliable solutions have been required. So just to name a few examples, um, it uh, started all with the situation that um, German citizens um, stranded in other countries and they need to be flight home. And uh, it was necessary to register all these people um, that require a fly back home and um, SAP implemented um, an application for that to um, yeah to allow this registration process. Another one um, is the Corona One app, and um, this is especially um, a use case for tracking 
um, contacts of infected people or for potentially infected people. So um, every citizen downloading the app has a chance to check on um, the risk of uh, did I meet someone uh, closely um, uh, that uh, potentially is infected or has been infected. Um, so this is also a, another use case. And um, what these use cases share in common is that uh, the different local authorities um, need to register people um, for um, or take applications for um, these short time aid programs that have been set up. So also financial aid programs, um, as I mentioned, for uh, the economy uh, uh, had been put up this way. And Often we have been requested to help um, in the front end uh, space um, in order to pri provide a highly scalable um, platform that is not crashing when thousands or ten thousands of requests come in at the same time. Okay, now I have a better overview. I think the Corona Van app especially is a very great use case and, and a very important application in Germany. But please tell us also more about the cultural fund that you have already mentioned. This fund has been intended to provide the relief to all the people in the cultural industry that have been affected by the lockdowns during the pandemic. So take, for example, theaters, museums, um, cinemas, festivals, and so on. Um, these events um, yeah, basically could not take place for a long time. And uh, while the pandemic went on and the lockdowns have been ended and we only had uh, uh, still ongoing uh, limitations and restrictions um, for such um, events where a lot of people meet in close places. And um, the idea of the aid program was that such kind of events should take place again, even um, if the restrictions still apply. And um, what this fund uh, is doing um, um, in particular is um, if you have restrictions and a certain amount of people that you can uh, plan for in your event, that you get some financial aid on top, that you at least reach the break even of your um, um, event, um, that you can organize the event without having um, yeah, more costs than uh, income at the end. And the volume of this fund um, uh, that was set up by the German government um, um, had a volume of um, 2.5 billion euro. And uh, by now we have more than 10,008 requests that uh, have already been uh, filed in. So this program and this platform is still uh, running and ongoing. That's very great numbers. Um, is there maybe one special success story that comes to your mind where you can tell us a little bit more and give us a practical example? Um, well, I cannot mention a particular event uh, that uh, benefited from this program and the platform, but um, I want to share my feelings um, about this program and the platform and during uh, the process of implementing it. Um, and I really have the feeling that we did something good here. And uh, this is not only meant from a technical point of view, but also for the program itself. In many calls, um, I had the chance to actually talk to, um, to end users. And um, as an example, we have cultural organizations uh, with many members that of course try to understand the program, the process and the technical platform, how to apply aid. And uh, these 
organizations, of course, act as multipliers among their members that finally use our platform. And during those calls, we experienced a lot of appreciation that we listened to their needs, that we were putting a lot of effort into building the platform and making it easy to handle as much as possible. Of course, uh, this was a difficult challenge because we had a long list of rules and we had to reflect a lot of unexpected situations where a lot of organized events appear to be a bit different than intentionally thought when the rules have been defined. You mentioned that SAP Business Technology Platform was the tool for implementing the aid request platform. Can you say more about the technical scope and how did you use integration and also extension scenarios? Of course. So our solution basically consists of six major parts, which we implemented along this aid process. So first of all, we started with a fancy landing page where FAQs have been published, where web content of all sorts um, have been made available uh, to allow the applicant or the potential applicant um, to get to know the program, to get to know the rules, and to actually have an entry point to the whole platform. Second building block um, is the web application itself for the applicant that is registering an event. And after the event has taken place, or in case it did not take place, uh, you can then apply for the aid afterwards. The third building block is also web application, but more meant for the back office. So for the authorities that have to validate incoming requests that finally approve it and um, yeah, make sure that the money is being paid out accordingly. The fourth building block is the integration part because the payments that go out to the applicants um, ultimately run to an SAP business suite system of the city Hamburg. So they provide the system for making the payout. And we, of course, have to integrate to that. So once a request is leaving our platform, it is approved, then it comes to a payout and we um, integrate into this SAP um, backend system. A fifth building block, also an important integration uh, challenge that we had to solve. Um, in Germany, we have something that we call the Elster uh, system. Um, Elster is um, a, a system provided by the German tax authorities. And what they do have is an identity provider. And we integrated um, into this Elster identity provider, which is basically a SAML authentication that um, uh, we did. And um, this way we could make sure that every applicant on our platform is already known to the German tax authorities and um, has validated um, uh, bank data, for example, and validated um, uh, business partner information. Um, this is especially important to prevent fraud in such cases. And last but not least, the uh, sixth building block is a reporting dashboard. So as you can imagine, for an aid program of this size, um, there are many stakeholders on a local and federal level 
that need to be informed and need to have transparency. How much money is already paid out? How many um, outstanding requests do we have where potentially um, a payout will follow? So it's very important to involve politicians and for the responsible authorities to being able to report on that. Um, at the end, uh, reporting to the public as this is taxpayer money. Wow. That sounds like a real full-stack application from the customer till the back-end. What have been major services that you finally use? Oh yes, it definitely has been a full-stack application. That's what makes it so interesting for sharing here. Um, what we did was for the first building block, this landing page, we um, involved a partner. Um, the company is called D-Labs and they are located in Berlin um, for all the visual design. So they have very experienced uh, people for visual design and had really great ideas on how to present this complex aid program with FAQs and all sorts of web content. What I did from a technical point of view, they implemented a front end with uh, the React framework and they made use of Strapi as a headerless content management system. And it was very interesting to see how these open source technologies could easily be integrated into the Cloud Foundry environment on um, SAP um, business technology platform. For the second part, we implemented the, the web application for the applicant and we leveraged the cloud application programming model. And this is a particular um, known framework or a programming model available on um, our business technology platform and it includes SAP UI5 as um, yeah, web front-end um, framework and we have been using Node.js for the application layer and last but not least for the persistence layer we have been using HANA Cloud. And to add to this for our back office users, we um, did make use of Fiori Elements as the front end, which is a bit more structured compared to plain UI5. But uh, as we did not have to make anything pixel perfect for the uh, back office users, um, we could use the template approach of Fiori Elements very well. And uh, we also used the Fiori Launchpad for arranging the uh, different tiles um, to access the application, the reporting, and so on. And um, this Launchpad service on Business Technology Platform um, was a great help in yeah, getting um, an already available framework. And together with Fury Elements, we could really pick up implementation speed um, for this back office process. In regards to integration to the backend systems, we of course used integration suite. In particular, we have been leveraging the cloud platform integration, um, also known as CPI, to call these on-premise interfaces via the cloud connector. And while the cloud connector is establishing the connection between the um, SAP cloud data center and the customer data center, um, the interfaces of the SAP business suite system for paying out the money, for example, have um, also been encapsulated into uh, a middleware. So we had interfaces uh, built on um, SAP process orchestration um, on-premise that we called um, out of CPI 
via the cloud connector. In regards to the ELSTER integration, um, this was a bit tricky and um, we um, had some challenges with that um, because the ELSTER system is requiring special encryption algorithms that uh, we did not support out of the box. So we ended up implementing a custom service provider to yeah, ultimately support these uh, requirements. But um, yeah, of course we succeeded with that and um, could make sure that we had the SAML integration with the ELSTER IDP. For the reporting, we did use um, SAP Analytics Cloud as an out-of-the-box solution, which was also very handy. And uh, we uh, did leverage um, the live connection from um, SAP Analytics Cloud to our HANA Cloud instance. So we, we are doing real-time reporting on the live data of our application. Last but not least, we did also use some miscellaneous services like malware scanning to make sure that the data or the documents uploaded by the applicants are free of viruses. Um, we did use the object store to store all the uploaded documents on our platform. And um, we also used stuff like CI, CD service for all the software logistics in our development process. But Hannah, do you want to know the most exciting features that we tried out? Yes, of course. What is it? Give us more details here. <laughs> yeah, the more we did progress in our project, uh, of course, we uh, came up with ideas. How can we optimize? How can we um, um, make life a bit easier? And um, I would actually not be surprised if we were one of the first projects that ended up running machine learning scenarios in the public sector powered on our SAP business technology platform. And what we did was um, we leveraged the machine learning foundation to automatically analyze documents that have been uploaded to our applications. And um, so for example, we have ID cards and uh, bank account statements that need to be uploaded by the applicants to make sure that um, this fits to the, the bank uh, account that has been uh, mentioned um, where the money is supposed to be paid out. So again, fraud prevention, making sure that all this data fits together. And what we did was we uh, were automatically um, um, checking this uploaded documents and made sure that uh, the data matches uh, the application. So this is something that typically um, is being done by people in the back office, they are checking the documents and they validate all the incoming data and they check if this is a valid request or um, if there is no reason for uh, approving it and not paying out any money. And you can imagine that this is also a very big chance for our authorities to learn about this potential of the machine learning um, uh, technologies. Um, especially um, as they're uh, in, in many cases still used to non-digital processes. And um, I see big chances of reducing the workload um, of um, the people in the back office, especially um, in such situ situations like uh, this pandemic where a lot of aid programs have been uh, established on very short notice and um, 
all these processes come on top of existing processes uh, in the authorities. And this makes it also um, a big challenge to handle this additional workload. So wherever we can automate, um, we have um, uh, good chances of doing something good. And what have been the most important factors for making this project such a success? Yeah, I believe there are two major things. So one is about the people that we had involved in, in the project. And um, we did have a very pragmatic customer that was really in the need of a solution. And they also had a fixed timeline. Uh, it better was ready yesterday than uh, today. And um, if the pressure is really high enough, you also get the people involved that can really pull that off. And um, so as one example, we received support from our SAP security development team to get our ELSTER IDP integration challenge solved. Or we had very experienced development consultants um, from our consulting organization here in Germany and also from the partner uh, D-Labs. And this did really make the difference to um, get speed and traction during this development process. And of course, as part of this, uh, we have the experience, we know the technology and um, we could really resolve challenges quickly um, that crossed our way. And of course, it was a joint effort also with our account team um, that um, has a very trustful relation to the customer and that uh, even if there had been roadblocks that we always found uh, quick and pragmatic solutions to um, overcome them. It, it really shows that uh, we succeeded because we had the right people um, in this project. And the second piece, um, of course, um, is about the technology itself. So we decided to use uh, services on our business technology platform um, that we already had used, that we uh, know um, have been reliable before, and we did not try out uh, the, the, the better features, so to say, um, and uh, we did not want to cross any surprises. So we really used the stuff that we uh, know we could handle. And we could also leverage um, services that helped us automate our development process. So for source code and transport management, um, we already had experience um, how we could use these services on business technology platform to um, follow an agile DevOps pattern uh, in our development. And um, this is what we already experienced in other customer projects and we could make use of it here. This really gave us confidence um, that uh, we could be this quick at the, at the end. And we were very flexible and also willing uh, to try out new things when uh, we really needed it. I mentioned the machine learning uh, uh, stuff. And uh, we, we ended up in a very comprehensive architecture at the end with a great variety of um, BTP services. And uh, in fact, uh, while we went through this project at the end, I uh, did get trouble to get all these components visualized in one uh, PowerPoint slide. Now we've learned a lot about the solution, the current situation and all the challenges. Can you give us a future outlook and what are the next steps? Yeah, 
Thanks again, Hannah, for having me on stage today and giving me the opportunity to share the success story. And um, one motivation for me sharing this here with the Open SAP community is that this project really proved what we can achieve with SAP Business Technology Platform. And I really want to encourage our community to get involved with SAP BDP in and just implementing our own projects. And yeah, I wish that everyone should have the chance to create happy customers and users like we did in this project. Thanks a lot, Michael, for being our podcast guest today. It was great to have you here and you really gave us a lot of exciting insights. I think this is a very important and valuable project. So I wish you all the best for the future. And of course, let us know how the project will move on. Thank you very much, Anna. Thank you for listening to our monthly SAP integration and extension talk. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to take away a lot of interesting information and key learnings. You like our podcast? Then just subscribe to it on the platform of your choice and you won't miss any new episode in the future. We would be happy if you would leave us a rating on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast or Spotify and share the SAP integration and extension talk with your colleagues, customers and partners. If you are interested to learn more about the SAP integration suite and SAP extension suite, please visit our product homepage and subscribe to our monthly newsletter or follow us on social media. You can find all links in our podcast show notes. This SAP integration and extension talk is powered by OpenSAP, SAP's free learning platform. Check out our extensive and great learning offerings there. Thank you and see you next time.